Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, Thriving Mamas. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? I'm feeling really excited about this episode because I think it's going to really help you if you have any health goals for this year or any time. This episode is one you're going to want to listen to and come back to again. I have a lot to talk about, so let's dive in. Today we're talking about creating intangibles in your food and body freedom journey so that you don't sabotage your health goals. So first I'll be talking about why I came up with this concept. At least I think I did, since I haven't heard anyone else talk about it. I also searched Dr. Google. Nothing came up, so I'm just going to claim it until somebody else tells me otherwise. So (laughs) I'm going to talk about what I mean when I say creating intangibles, and then we'll dive into some practical ways that you can avoid sabotaging your health goals. Ready? So I was thinking about this concept of creating intangibles because one of the biggest struggles that I see many women, I've experience this as well and even my clients many of us face when we start the non-diet work is just knowing whether or not things are working right and this is a valid concern because as humans we're wired for stimulation through the things we see things we touch things we hear and taste for the most part so the feeling part which we often forget about it's kind of non-existent because again if you're living in the Western world, at least for the most part, where diet culture has perpetrated everything, we've been taught not to trust our feelings, right? It's like if you talk about feelings, it's this thing where, no, we don't trust that. We are taught to suppress things like our appetite, so connecting with our bodies, and we're asked to push and do more rather than really trust our bodies when our bodies are telling us to slow down or listen. So we've constantly just been in this space where we silence our nature in order to subject ourselves and abide by diet culture rules. So for us who are doing non-diet work, it can feel challenging, especially at the beginning, for you to even wrap your mind about connecting to your body or building trust or making decisions from your God-given compass, which is kind of just like your body. And that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong And I think it's really important for us to normalize that, especially because everyone has different ways through which they connect to their bodies. And this includes people who are considered neurodivergent. They just have different ways of connecting with their bodies. And that's okay. This is the beauty of humanity that I think many of us miss when we're so focused on this is the only way you need to connect with food. This is the only way you need to be moving. And that's not helping anybody. Now, I talk about this again because I think in the work that I do, the biggest reward and my clients who get the greatest breakthroughs, it comes from focusing on those intangibles. And intangibles are things we can't touch. So to me, creating intangibles in the non-diet health work is about leveraging the power of your mind to create what may never have existed in your life before or to rekindle 
sort of like rebirth what was there and may have been silence. So for most of us, that includes things like self-trust, self-confidence, just having peace, having less anxiety and stress. And they differ so much from tangible results, which could be things like either weight loss or gain, things that you can measure using numbers or some kind of app. So when you decide to ditch dieting and follow a non-diet approach to health, it's really important that you're not focused on the results, but these intangibles, because these are the things that sustain and make those results last longer. They might not be things you can measure with a scale or fitness tracker, but they matter a lot. They provide long-term value. And once you gain the skill of creating them within yourself, you just rinse and repeat and nothing can take that away from you. Okay, so then how do you know what's intangible and how can you start to create it? For me, I start with values. So I talk about this with my clients. What are your values as a human? What are the things that you value and how are you living by those daily? So when it comes to food and your body image healing, we all have an idea of what we want. For some people, it might be you want to stop acting out of control around things like chips (laughs) or ice cream. We get this a lot too in my program Thrive. You want to eat without healthifying everything, right? I remember one client that (laughs) had an issue with cauliflower rice and she thought that was the only way she could eat carbs. And she hated it. She just left it in her fridge and never touched it. But it was just that constant reminder of having to healthify rice instead of just going and buying the white grain rice that she loves and eating it. So for some of us, it might just be to eat without having to healthify things, or maybe we want to reduce our stress, whatever it is. Like these are all good things to aim for. But when you really think about it, it's like, okay, what does that really look like? And how do I know I'm getting close to reaching my goal? So a lot of us get stumped here. And this is why I thought it was so important for us to talk about this creating intangibles. Because when we focus on those, they will help us and actually guide what kinds of actions we take. So this is what I want you to do. Think about the goal that you have. Ask yourself, if I already achieved this goal, what would my life look like? So think about how you would feel, what are the thoughts that you would be thinking, perhaps some actions that you would take. So what you're doing right now is just forcing your brain to think in possibility instead of focusing on the problem. And again, this is not something that a lot of us are used to or taught. So (laughs) you might notice yourself resisting and that's okay. If you find yourself not wanting to do it, just explore like, why am I resisting this? And I'm telling you, you'll find the answer. So force your brain to think in possibility and then take a blank sheet of paper and just brain dump everything that comes to mind. If I already achieved this goal, what would my life look like? How would I show up every day? How would I feel? What thoughts would I be having? Now, once you have that all laid out, go back and look through the thoughts and feelings and ask yourself, how are these thoughts and feelings different from how I currently think and feel? So this is going to give you the clue as to what you need to work on. And now you know what's missing, then you get to work, right? So once you start thinking and feeling like that future self who has already achieved that goal, your actions will follow. And again, if you're someone who is so used to just being told what to do, this will really like blow your mind. (laughs) And that's okay. It's fine. There's nothing wrong. This is a different way of engaging with yourself 
And I want you to just be open to it. Trust me, it's going to change your life. <laughs> you just give yourself permission and just see how you start to engage with yourself differently. So now you know what intangibles are, you know how to create them. I want to just share three thoughts that will help you to avoid sabotaging your health goals because I really want you to succeed and I'm able to help you go further. If you're interested in this work, by all means, check out the link in the podcast episode and sign up for a free consult call with me. So the first thought that I see very often, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, is just thinking it's not working, right? So while these thoughts feel so true, because again, we're taught to focus on what we see, what we can touch, those things that feel tangible to us, it's actually not helping you in any way. It's not a fact. So really think about it. When you think it's not working, how do you feel? Probably constrained, you feel defeated, you feel depleted. And how do you actually act? If you're feeling depleted and deflated, there's no productive energy that comes from that. So rather, I want you to reframe it and find all the evidence that you can right now to show that things are working. So if we were to use an example of someone who struggles with nighttime binging, for example, so just going from binging seven days a week to a few times a week is progress. Even something as simple as just noticing every time you binge and giving yourself compassion rather than just diving into negative self-talk. That's a huge step. But the only way you'll notice that this is happening is when you're not thinking nothing is working. Because when you're thinking nothing is working, your brain will only try to find evidence that nothing is working because your brain always works to prove your thoughts and beliefs true. So I really want you to invest and make good quality thoughts. It's not working is not a helpful thought. Another one is I should or I have to eat or move this way. Anytime you use I should or have to, that implies that there's a rule that you're expected to follow. So what happens when you break that rule? For so many of us, we're moms and we are taught to have this perfectionistic kind of behavior, black and white thinking where it's you either are on the plan or off the plan. So when we're not in any of those, we experience a consequence and that typically layers on guilt and shame for failing to comply. So what I want you to do is think about how you eat and move as a choice. You don't have to. You, it's, there's no should. You choose to. You get to eat and move in whatever way you want, however way it feels good to you. And I'm going to say here that we all have certain levels of privileges in our lives. So it's really important for you to acknowledge what your own privilege is and do what works for you in whatever season that you're in. This is so freeing when you recognize that I have a choice. So even if I'm not able to buy like, I don't know, like a $10 pack of fruits and vegetables, can I buy a can of vegetables and just use that and be okay rather than thinking, I should or I have to eat fresh fruits and vegetables and that's the only way because it's not. There's still food in the can, vegetable. You'll still get your nutrients, but you have to be willing to give yourself that permission to make that choice. I hope this is making sense. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is saying I'm bad or good based on how you eat or move. Like I see, I hear moms talk about this a lot and it just like makes me want to shake them and say, why would you do that to yourself? Saying bad or good 
is you tying your worth to how you eat and move. And this is something that diet culture teaches us to do very well. So for many of us who default to black and white thinking, it creates that struggle within us, right? In order for you to be good, you have to be thinking one way in order to be bad, which you don't intentionally do. You have to be thinking the other way. And it's either or rather than trying to find the gray area. So first of all, your worth is not tied to food or how you move or your body. So you need to do the work to separate those two and know that your innate human value just exists because you're human. And then I want you to find a gray area where all foods are neutral. Foods are neither good nor bad. It always depends on the context. So you get to decide how that works for you and you get to trust your body to decide that for you. And how do you do that? You experiment, you try different things, you let yourself, give yourself that permission to try different foods in different ways and just see how they feel. Like what would that look like if you were able to just be free around different foods without having rules or expectations or thinking I'm bad or good? Just think about that for a sec. I bet your life will be so much easier. Like your mental energy would just not be spent spinning an indecision about food. So the thoughts again, stop thinking it's not working. I should or have to eat or move this way and I'm bad or good. None of that is serving you. Now, those are the most common thoughts that I experience and I see a lot in my clients. There are many more. And if anything I've said is making your mind spin right now, (laughs) know that that's completely normal. This is the work I do with moms all the time in my one-on-one coaching program, Thrive. We focus on what they want to create. I teach them how to create those intangibles that feel good to them as they work towards creating those tangible goals. I support them with coaching each week and they live out this new way of being in their daily lives. It's just so much fun to watch them evolve and feel better, less stressed, eat better and move in ways that they never thought they could. And if if this is something that you feel like you're needing, then I really want to invite you to come on a free one hour consult with me. We'll talk about your goals. We'll create a plan to get you there. And if you decide to work with me, I'd be glad to help you. So I'll include the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me at hello at oliveandbliss.ca. So that's it, my friends. You are able to achieve your health goals. You have everything you need. So I want you to have an awesome week. Go out there, crush those goals. And as always, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.